Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Stephen Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 218. Man, I'm in foothills right now, and it's freaking hot, man. <laughs> it's all good. We're going to get the air conditioning on. My guest for today is the host of the Big Brother Jake's Podcast, my boy, his government name, I can't say it. <laughs> Big Brother Jake, what is up, homie? What's good, Mega Man? It's good for you. Thanks for coming all the way out to the People's Republic of Pomona. I know it's hot as hell out here. Pomona. You know, a, a, a little power outage situation, but it's going to cool off in a minute. But thanks for uh, coming all the way out here to the Big Brother Bungalow, man. Yeah, I want to say hashtag team no sleep. <laughs> yeah, because I worked last night. I went to work at 1030. Okay. And I didn't get off till 930. Then Damn. I had to go drop my boys off at school, then pick them up, uh-huh. then take my son back home, change, get the stuff ready. And luckily, I left around one one ten because it said traffic, all oh, reds. Yeah. Yeah. So it said by, by the time I get here, it will be 2.53. Damn, I, I, I appreciate you coming out, man. I know it's a haul for you, brother. No, so. no, no. It's my day off today. Okay. It's my day <laughs> off. So, I mean, so how you been, man? Man, I, I'm real good. I'm chilling, man. Life is good. I cannot complain about nothing right now. All is good up in my hood. Oh, man. Over here, I've just been so busy, busy. Just I know you have, man. I see you. Putting content out. Aaron Bender, where you at? Yeah, where you at, Aaron? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I, I know, just putting some content out. Um, just been hearing your episodes. Thanks, man. Um, the recent one you talked about uh, your your ex wife, and it was oh, like, yeah. do, do, do I love her? Should I still make it work? And I was like, this episode is almost like talking about me because I've been through that same situation. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. some deep episodes where a lot of podcasters are not really. don't want to open up to people. Right. But you got to have your... If you want your audience numbers and everyone to get to know who is Big Brother Jake, who is Mega Man, Mm -hmm. you got to put yourself out there. Absolutely. And that's the thing, man. I've always prided myself, behind the mic or not, in the studio, out of the studio, I've always prided myself on being authentic. Mm -hmm. You know, authenticity is key with me. And if I'm not real... Who the hell wants to even listen to my podcast or even be associated with me? Mm-hmm. And, and that all stems from my mom. Like, my mom always told me to keep it real. You know, be yourself at all times. That way, people don't get a different side of you, you know? So, I, whoever I am on the Big Brother Jake podcast, mm-hmm. I am outside of here with my kids, with whomever, my friends. Yeah. And, and, and we just... It's always about authenticity, man. Yeah, it's more like 50-50. You want to be real, but sometimes uh, it really depends. People just, some I'll be honest, people are just not ready for realness. They're not. They want to, they want to see a, a person put his mask on, being a character. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to talk about and just go through your day. But when you throw everything with your honesty, your bluntness, and this is what's going on and everything... They're just not mentally prepared. And that's the key, man. Like, a lot of people... I always say we have three sides to us. Okay. There's the side where you're with, you you know, out and about. You're like, hey, I'm Mega Man. I'm this, I'm that. You know, this and the third. Uh Then you have your side where it's just your family and your your close ones where you could be that person you have to be on. Mm -hmm. And then there's the person where you're by yourself. And you have to take a look in the mirror and say, this is who I really am. And, and sometimes that's hard to deal with, you know, oh, looking in the mirror and seeing who the hell you are, like that song "Man in the Mirror" from Michael Jackson. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's crazy that damn, this is who I really am, mm-hmm. and that's how I got to deal with life, and it, it it can be harsh, but you know, again, being authentic 
you have no apologies. You have nothing to hide. And it's a fun life to live, an easy life to live when you can just be yourself and and speak your piece, you know, like you do on your podcast, you know. Mm -hmm. I I, I get a sense that outside of the studio, you're the same dude around Mm -hmm. your peoples, around everybody else. And Mm -hmm. for those that don't do that, I feel bad for people that can't just live their lives, man. It's a sad situation. Sleepless nights. Yeah, you can't sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 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 at war with yourself. You you want to be authentic, but you're scared to be authentic. And I wake up every day and say, "This is who I am." And if you don't like it, kiss my ass. <laughs> I dealt with that in the beginning of my podcast, trying to find who am I. Yeah. Who yeah. am I? You know. And um, if you know the story, you know when I started doing the podcast, mm-hmm. you know I always say podcast saved my life because. Mm-hmm. I was just going through all these uh, trials and tribulations. My my life was up like just everywhere, and right. I was like venting. I was like, "What am I doing? Like letting people see me like vent? Like this guy has issues, right?" And I just had to like do a podcast to let you know everyone know this is who I am. And uh, you know when people they see you on social media, yeah. but they do not want to make the time and effort to get to know you and talk to you. Right, right. But they make their assumptions. Oh, this is how Brick Brother Jake is and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is how Mega Man, okay, fuck them. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want it to be <laughs> like that. Say, hey, if there's a problem, let's talk about it. Absolutely. But people these days, they don't want to talk. They no. just... And I feel like this COVID and this lockdowns, and I feel like it just... I thought in a way from all this lockdowns and everything that it would kind of have a reset to like, you know what? This mm-hmm. is a reality check. I need to check myself. I need to check my ego. Yeah. What am I doing wrong? Let me better myself and let's get back to the real world and let's be kumbaya. Let's, right. let's be happy. Let's love each other. But now I see I see more people being more assholes now. Yeah, Oh, definitely. Here's the thing. I, I think along with everything that's happened with the pandemic, it's just the advent of social media and all of the like smartphones and all these things, it's cut us off from the real world. Mm-hmm. And so people feel like they get, they know you just by posting pictures. Like when I was married, I'm posting pictures about how great my family is and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When at home, I'm being I'm just living a, a lie, you know. But people can see that and they go off it. People feel more brave, you know. They they're they'll talk trash to like Mike Tyson online. Like, are you, <laughs> are you kidding me? And so I think with with, with uh, smartphones and, and technology, it's really put a damper on everything we've done. We can't talk to one another anymore. Mm-mm. Everybody's sensitive. Everybody can't take a joke. You can't even tell a woman, oh, that color looks nice on you without, oh, my God, you're harassing me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just a different society. You're being a Yes, exactly. So we can't just be authentic anymore. So I'm really selective of who I hang around with. Mm-hmm. And, and I also... Uh, my my platform, my social media accounts and all that, who I am on there, I'm in person. So yeah. what you see is what you get because uh-huh. you're not going to be surprised when I come up to you and, and you're like, oh my God, that's really you? Like, yeah, that's me. And, and people are scared to do that. They're online, they're, they're badass, they, they talk shit, they do whatever the fuck they want, <laughs> but they won't like confront you. They won't talk to you like a normal human being, you know? And, and like I'll try to meet all, all the people that follow me and then I'll see them in person and they don't want to talk. I'm like, what the hell? It's social media, but you won't be social outside of that. I, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's hard. Weird. It's hard. You know, my lady, she's like, you got to do a podcast. You gotta do it's like, you I, I, you have to be a balance. You know, podcast Absolutely. family and everything. And I try to do that yes. where, you know, I always tell my lady, you know, because I, I did 46 episodes in one and a half months. 
And then you're like the last episode. So now <laughs> oh, wow. you go on vacation and <laughs> there like, you go. relieve so I can spend more time because, yeah. you know, getting the, I was tell, telling you off air, you know, getting the YouTube, getting mm-hmm. all that stuff for, I got to get everything ready. Yeah. Yeah. You got to gear up, man. And, and that's the thing. Like people think this is just some easy thing where you just plug and go. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of preparation behind a podcast, you know, especially if you're a one man band because you're the host. You edit, you produce, you promote. It's like all yeah. you. You don't have a street team, you know? And you know, if you do, it's because you're like Joe Rogan or Adam Carolla or somebody like that. But yeah. you know, cats like us, we we're doing it all. Cause yeah, because <laughs> now you know podcast is a business now. Yeah, it's t- totally. I was like, dude, everyone has a podcast. Everyone. But I because I know like you just celebrate your three years. Yes, sir. I just celebrated my three years on September twenty uh, eighth. Yeah, and I'm October first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> three years, you know, looking back on three years, you know, like, I it was just the right time. Yeah. Did you do the podcast on accident or how did... So here's how this started. Like, I've always worked in radio. Uh-huh. Um, I've been a radio producer uh-huh. for 15 of my 21 years. Um, so what I ended up doing was I was kind of frustrated with the whole radio situation and I went from full-time to part-time and got a job at my alma mater at University of Laverne. Okay. But I realized I was missing something in life. I wasn't happy with the way my life was going, and I missed radio. So I wanted to find a medium to do something to kind of just get myself out there, be behind a mic and produce something and, and be creative. So I drove out to Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. And one of my, I call him my life mentor, but he hates when I do that, my man Bill Lasur. He used to be a, a muscle therapist for the L.A. Dodgers. Okay. I used to work for the Dodgers for two seasons. Oh. Traveled with the team every day. My man Vince Scully, I worked with him every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I drove out there to get some guidance. And um, he said, Jake, when you were on the team playing, you were cracking jokes. The players loved you. The coaches loved you. Um, why don't you do a podcast? I'm like, why the fuck do I want to do a podcast? Only dudes like in their basement live with their mom do a podcast, man. Yeah. I, you know, I do radio. He's like, are you doing radio now? And I was like, damn, he got me good. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's not a bad idea. So I have the equipment, you know, I, I travel with the equipment all over the country. And I was like, you know what? Let me just set up in my garage. At the time, I had a house in San Dimas when I was married. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just try it and see how it goes. So I got me a free account on um, uh, SoundCloud. And I recorded my first episode. It sounded like shit. And I'm going to re-air that. You know, let's, let's re-air that. I was thinking that too because I have. And it's like, Mega Man, you are a coconut. Yeah. I was like, what's up, guys? You go from, what's up, guys? What's up, You know? Yeah. I was like, I, when I heard it, and my, my lady was laughing. It's like, is that you? It's like, yeah. dude, don't even put that. Dude, See, and, clown and that's the thing, man, because I have a lisp. You know, I, I I got out of a speech impediment. I Me used to too. stutter. I used to do all that stuff, you know. Stuttering, yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. stutter approach. When I get mad, I stutter, you know. But uh, the thing is, I, I can always make people sound good behind the mic. You know, I worked with Vince Cole. I worked with Stephen A. Smith, you know, JT the Brick. Uh, uh, Tony JT the Brick? Yeah, I worked with JT the Brick for two years, three oh, years. Yeah. What? Yeah, him and Tom Looney. So I was one of their producers and um, audio engineers. Huh. So, yeah, I, I could go down a whole list of people I've worked with, man. Yeah, yeah. Ben Maller, the great Ben Maller, overnight on Fox Sports Radio. I, I worked with all them cats, and I would make them sound good. And I sat there, and I learned from all of them. And I learned how they do a show, how they carry it, how they carry themselves, how they prepare. 
And I was like, man, I can do that. I don't have the best voice for broadcasting or voiceover work. You got the voice. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. man. I appreciate it. I wish it. I had. He's had a deeper voice, like, <laughs> like deal for 92, 92.3 The Beat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to try. Yeah, I remember. But there's there, but there's tricks to that, brother. I, I can teach you them tricks to get that real deep radio voice. You know, like you just turn up your mic real low. Hey, ladies, how are you? You know, the qu <laughs> quiet storm. Like, you can do all that yeah. stuff. But uh, so watching all these people in front of me, probably broadcast over 5,000 shows. I said, why can't I do Dang. it? So I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a try. And that's how I started with the Big Brother Jake podcast. Yeah. And um, I was like, I'm going to do uh, 10 episodes. And if I get at least 50 downloads, all of them combined. That's cool. I'll do it. I was happy with that. That's cool. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. The first, the first episode got 12 downloads. I was like, well, that's better than I thought. And then the second one got 27, and then after that, I think it was like 113, and it just, I was like, oh, well, shit, we got something going here. So then I just started telling, like, stories about my Navy days, you know, industry stories where I got embarrassed by, like, Will Smith, you know, where he dissed me twice in front of all these people, and, <laughs> you know, like, fuck him, but I don't care. But <laughs> so I started off doing stuff like that, and then I started, uh, I separated from my wife. And I was like, how am I going to get people to really listen to my podcast? Uh -huh. You know, they like stories, but people like people they can relate to. Mm. So I know people that are going through divorce. People are having problems with their marriage. Yeah. People are going through mental, you know, mental, anguish. Mental, you mental know, awareness. Mental awareness. And, yeah. you know, I was clinically uh, depressed. Like, I was diagnosed clinically depressed. Um, anxiety ridden, all kinds of stuff, man, you know. Man, and you were alike, man. Yeah, yeah. I was molested as a kid. All this stuff, all man. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? Why don't I just kind of reinvent myself and be real uh -huh. and, and, and talk about the things that mean something? Uh -huh. And so once I started doing that, then my audience got bigger. Yeah. And we started building an audience. And then I'm getting like letters, text messages from people saying, man, you know what, Jake? I didn't know you went through all that. Man, I'm going through this, 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 and that, and I can relate. And I got my friends listening to the show now and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's dope, you know? And, and that's, that's how all that came about. And then I finally cashed in 20 years of favors from, like, celebrities I knew, uh, producers, news people. And I was like, you know what? I I'm going to cash this in and use these people. To if I can't get them on, I'm going to get their, their tutelage and their knowledge. And that's how that came about. And now, you know, we're close to, like, 200 episodes in, and then we're doing things, it's, man. It's, it's a mission. You it know? is. I always tell new podcasters, he's like, they always ask Mega Man, or they might ask you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I talked to Andy from Profile Pod. Mm -hmm. You know, he gives me a little advice here. Of because everyone had because he's, he's he's blowing up man he was like man i can't wait to have big brother jake like, oh, <laughs> yeah i can't wait to be on the show man yeah but um i always tell people i always tell new podcasters you know if you know when you get to your your you know they're starting out when you get to your 30s to your 90 episodes mm -hmm. you know in that middle you're gonna find if you really want to do the podcast or oh now, absolutely because people get like mega man i don't know what to talk about yeah talk about your whole week yeah, you, you can talk about anything. anything. And, and, and that's the thing is there's no limits. You know, I got to about episode 50. Uh -huh. And a very close friend of mine, she, you know, she's like, you haven't done a podcast in two weeks. I was like, I quit. I won't do it no more. What? And she's, yeah, oh, I was done. Like, oh, I didn't announce it. And I was going to do a big show and announce it and be done. She's like, you're 50 in, you know. And she's like, what's the matter? I was like, I'm not happy. I don't have the following I, I was hoping to have by now. You know, I can talk about anything, but it's just like it's not fun right now. And so I just don't know if I want to do it. And she's like, yeah. you should do it. Like, keep going. And I was really sick at the time. My voice was messed up. I was like, I'm just burnt out. I don't want to do it. She's like, take a couple of days and then just do one. 
talk about anything because you're good at that. And I did. And then I, the love rekindled and I was on fire and I just started doing it again. Started booking guests, having people on and, and it turned out well. And, yeah. and I'm glad that I didn't quit, you know. And, and that's the thing, like you said, between 30 and 90, yeah. that's when you realize, do you really want to do the grind? Do you really want to put in the work yeah. and make a good ass show? And that's what separates the boys from the men, the women from the girls. And I figured out, you know what? I've worked with all these great people, yeah. and they never quit, and they had nothing to do, nothing to talk about, and they still persevered. Fuck it, I can do this shit too. Yeah. And so I kept going, brother. And like now, I love this shit. I like my podcast is like my Sancha, man. Like, yeah. you know, that's that's my baby. I, I give her all the attention. Uh, because I know one day I'm be up there with Joe Rogan and be up there with Adam Carolla. I because yeah. I, I have the ability, you have the yeah. ability. We, we can do that. You know, it's it's to the the work you put in and, and believing you can do it. And a lot of people think it's just turn on a mic and talk about shit. Now you got to be engaging, got to be entertaining, got to know what the yeah. fuck you're talking about. A lot of people don't, and and they make those mistakes. And, and, and that's the thing. Like I've done a lot of trial and error. I've I've like, introduced characters on the show and it was stupid. People don't like it, but it's. It's your own training ground. You can do whatever you want. It's your podcast. So it's like, try, make an effort. Do everything you can. See what works. You know, like, I, I didn't want to do, like, love advice and relationship advice. But I started this segment called Big Bro Jake's Bay Bites of Love. That's, like, oh my, my highest rated shows, bro. I have to check this yeah, out. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. I just, not too long ago, the episode 137 and 138, it was a two-parter. And it was a lot of fun, or 136, 137. And I had uh, my girls from the Honest Frequency podcast, Natalie and Ricky, shout out to them. My man Nick Hamilton, shout out to him, Nightcast Media. And um, we all just answer questions for my listeners. And those get the most numbers. And I don't want to do that shit. I'm not a, I'm a divorcee. Who the fuck am I going to give advice to? You know, all I can tell you is don't marry the wrong one. Like, don't do <laughs> it. Don't do it. Don't do you know, it. Find you a good one and, and get to know her better. You know, 21 years, I still didn't know mine. You know, but like, that's the thing. And, and, and when you know, you know. And if you don't have it in you, don't do it. But you got to have a love for this thing. You got to. Oh, yeah. Embrace the loss, the struggle, the failure. You gotta be in love with losing. Like Gary Vee mm-hmm. says, even my favorite um, uh, people that, that that inspire me. You gotta be in love with losing and failure in order to embrace winning. Mm-hmm. And that's the mindset I take. I, you know, Mega Man. Like my whole life, I play as if I'm playing with house money because I'm so used to hearing no all the time. So when I hear yes, I'm oh shit for real. You know, I just play with house money. Like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Might as well. I'm down. And, and, and if, I think if people had more of that mindset, mm-hmm. they would be open to failing but trying, you know, because you learn from failure. I, I uh, When I started the podcast, before I did, I wanted to take a month off and really wanted to, like, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to do the podcast or not? I said, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. But why are you taking a month? It's like... I want to mentally prepare myself to deal with criticism, yes. negativity, and all that. Because, you know, everyone's all used to like, oh, I praise you. You're the best pocket. Yeah. No, no, no. I want, the, I want the opposite. I want the bad shit. I want, like, the rating reviews. Like, oh, I got a one-star. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, because I know some people who quit the podcast because they got a one-star. It's like, I'm done. Oh, and see. mentally just fucked them up. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah. you know what? It's like. You're 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 gonna quit after a, a comment like yeah. I was like you know your podcast needs work one star and he was like I quit it's like 
One? Nah, that that was never. I get fueled by that, bro. And and what I do is I have a very tight circle that I lean on. Yeah. That aren't in the industry, that don't do podcasts, that barely listen to podcasts. And I tell them, what do you think? And they are fucking brutally honest with me. Like, that episode was fucking terrible. And I'm like, okay, cool. And they're like, don't be mad. Nah, fuck that. Tell me how you feel. Yeah. Like, oh, I turned that shit off midway. Or it was really dope, but he could have did this. I'm okay with all of that. I have no problem with criticism. Mm-hmm. That shit builds me up. And, and, and you got to have tough skin to be in this thing. Hell man. You yes. know, because like you, you're unabashed, bro. You'll go out there and say, fuck this. This is blah, 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 blah. And you tell your story. You get people pissed off at you. But you know what? It doesn't matter. You 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 thrive off of that. Yeah. And that's why you're My successful. Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My Gatorade. Yeah. Exactly I, right. I, I feed off negativity. It's like, that's weird. It's like, yeah, it fuels me. If, if a person says... You're never going to make it. Like Dewey Cox, never going to make it. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that fuels me and stuff yeah. like that. It's like I have to because I always feel like I have a chip over my shoulder. Right. And maybe, and maybe because like, you know, you interviewed Tony A and mm-hmm. we're from Wilmington. Mm-hmm. I feel like Wilmington has a chip over his shoulder. Oh, Anyone yeah. came out of Wilmington is like, well, fuck it. It's always like, Widma's against the world. That's just right. how it is. Yeah, you know, and, and that's how I feel growing up in San Bernardino, California. You oh, know? shit. You know, I'm from the Dino, so we feel the same way. We feel like we're the Detroit of the West Coast. Like, you know, ain't no jobs out there. You know, if you make it out of there, people are like, shit, you made Hell it. Yeah. yeah, so, well, I got that same chip. Because I was like, you say, oh, San Bernardino. But yeah, motherfucker, I've been all over the world twice, okay? All right, baby. You know, that's right. You know, I've been all over the world. I've, I, I, I fought for my country. I, I've done some of the greatest events. You know, work greatest events in sports history, uh-huh. entertainment. And, uh, yeah, coming from San Bernardino, that fueled me, man. Because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm from the Dino. And we are from the dirt, the IE, Inland Empire. People yeah. always clown us out there. Yeah. But we are motherfucking hard-ass workers like people from Wilmington. That's why I, I love people like you. People like Tony A, man. You know, And, and you know how just talking with that dude. We talked an hour before the interview and an hour after the interview. Right. And did an hour interview. So it's like... We're just talking about how we came up from humble beginnings, man. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, we're fueled by that chip on our shoulder because we've been told you ain't shit. We've been told you're from a yeah. fucking dumbass place or whack-ass place. Nobody, who comes from Wilmington? Yeah. Who comes from San Bernardino? Yeah. Who the fuck are us? And, yeah. and look what we're doing, you yeah. know? And, and that's the thing. People are always going to talk shit. People are always going to put you down and, because they're scared to do it. Or you're doing it without any help or any handouts. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. You know, they're just mad because you're doing it with less. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, oh, well, you know these people. Yeah, but I never cashed in a I favor. I envy like that. Yeah. They're, oh, they it's hate like, all the time. It's like, why does Big Brother Jake and Big Man know all these people? Like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, they hate it. And they, they, and they self-sabotage. They, 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 and they, like, they like backstab you like, oh, don't do his podcast. And yeah, like, oh, yeah. I hate people like that. Like, why you got to be like that for <laughs> You know? I've had that, bro. Like, Whoa. perfect example. Like, you know, I have pictures of, like, uh, my setups where I'm in uh, Staples Center. And, or, or I'll take a picture with somebody. Like, you see my studio. There's a lot of vanity here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, the thing is... When I take those pictures and I post them, I don't post them to brag. It's just like for that one kid that like really wants to, to make it. Inspiration. I'm trying to be inspirational. Yeah. And, and I try to share my story. It's like, look, I came from shit from the bottom. I, my mom and I and my brother, we were digging for aluminum, aluminum cans in Paris Hill Park in San Bernardino. Paris. Yeah, living out of a van you know, just getting by. Friends want to come to my house. I'm like, nah, you know, my house, I can't have friends over. I have a fucking house. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's what I came from. So I'm like, yo, I've met this person. 
I've worked this uh, Super Bowl event. I've worked the NBA final event. You know, I'm at this concert or at this show working it, yeah. meeting these people, interviewing people. And they're like, oh, you're just bragging. No, I'm proud of myself. But I want to show that one kid that's walking around Date Street, you know, in San Bernardino, California, that's like, damn, man, I ain't got no future. I see his gangbanging and prostitution and drug use. How the fuck am I supposed to get out of that? Yeah. And it's like, yo, right here. You know, I did it. You could do it too, man. Yeah. You know, and, and just like you. Yeah. You know, being being inspirational to to the youth in Wilmington. Yeah. You know, in Wilmington. I get back. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to get my back, but is this at the same time like our own people? Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't like it, and it's like, well, how come? I always think when our how come our people can't be united? Right. And, and, and someone I was talking to someone she was, she was doing the live and said the reason why we're not like together as unity is that we don't respect each other. That's 100% correct. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, where, where there's lack of respect, there's going to be a lot of hate and envy. Yes. And even when you're trying to reach out to some people, it's like, yo, check it out. I just want to uh, like share what I got going on with you. Oh, you, I don't need no hands out. Like, what are you, come on, man. Like, I, yeah. I have no ulterior motive here other than to help my people out. Yeah. And that's the thing. Some people don't want that because they feel like you're, you know, placating to them. And, and, and instead, just embrace it. Like, yeah. I never understood that. Any any help I ever got, I would take it. One of my inspirations, one of the people that helped me in this business greatly is my man, Tom Bowman. Tom Bowman, he now runs Learfield Sports that, that houses um, like 250 college play-by-play people. Uh-huh. Um, he was my radio inspiration. And I had this chip on my shoulder when I first got to Fox Sports Radio, I was like 25, like unabashed, like, you know, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm dope at mixing audio. I could produce people. And he would always be like, I, I, I would be mad because I wouldn't get certain opportunities. I'm like, man, it's because fucking white people. And he, he's white. And he's like, listen, cut the fucking ghetto shit. It's about green at this level. You need to get your shit together. Stop blaming, you know, your race or this or that. I don't give a fuck where you came from. If you're good at what you do, fucking do it right, and you'll get opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that fucking snapped me to reality. I was like, damn, he's right. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I adopted that mindset, everything happened for me. You got to get there and go everything. get it. Yep. You got to get there and, and go get it. And I always say this because I always see this on Google. I see this when people talk about it. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work. You're damn right. And that's the thing. Just show up. Half the job, half of success is just showing up. And people don't fucking realize that. And once they realize if you show up, bust your ass, know what you're doing, do the research, do the homework to be good at your craft, you'll be fucking successful. Yeah. But a lot of people don't do that shit. And they don't put the time in. You got to. And they want to be. And want to hand it to them. It doesn't work that way. You can't just do nothing. You got to show up and bust your ass. I got a story. I won't mention this. I'll tell you off air. <laughs> okay. But uh, there is a story. There is a. I won't m- mention this podcast. But this person already quit a long time ago. Okay. He started. It's like, hey, Mega Man, you think it's possible like, I could have some of your guests? And I was like, we talking about? It's like, <laughs> and he's like, well, I want this guest that you had on and say, I'm gonna be honest. That person you get on, he he is not gonna do your podcast. Mm-hmm. He says, why? Because you're a newcomer. He he's not gonna taste like, why am I gonna do your podcast? You might quit. You might quit tomorrow. Yeah. He's like, he's only gonna do your podcast if if you hit, reach over a hundred. Yeah. Hundred episodes. Yeah. Or, you know, he wants to see if you're really all in. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, he asked, and the person said no, and he tried again. He's like, what am I? What am I gonna do? Because back then, three years ago, 
it was a perfect time to get into the podcast. Now, the podcast, mm-hmm. there's 4.5, 4.6 million types of podcasts. Yes. And now the podcast is getting saturated. Super so saturated. So you need to really fucking stand yeah, out. Yeah, you got to stand out. Big time. Yep. And, and that's why, with my podcast, the reason why I keep going, and, and, and I do get a little traction, is because I'm authentic, man. Yes. Like, I will go on a podcast and say, you know what, I had a shitty day today. And I'm not up to snuff. You know, I, I, I had some breakdowns. I, I have anxiety. I had a panic attack this morning. Like, I'm going through it because I'm, you know, dealing with my ex or my mm-hmm. kids. Like, if you, you've got to do something and have a niche. Like, I don't talk about just one thing. I talk about everything. Everything. But I'm also very honest and authentic with, with mm-hmm. what I do. You know, and that's key to me. I, I can't lie to my audience. You know, and, and my first probably 25 episodes, I was. Because I was married, but I want the world to know my marriage is falling apart. Right, you wanted it private. Right. I, I was trying to be private, but then I'm like, you know, that's not who I am. Because even when I was doing radio at Fox Sports Radio and I was on there sidekicks with people doing weekend shows, I was always real and raw. And that's why my bosses always liked me. So I'm like, why can't I do it on a podcast? A lot of people don't do that, and that's why people quit. That's why people don't tune in, you know, and, and they want to blame, oh, it's this reason or that reason. No, just stand out. Don't be afraid to be you and do what you do. But also with some of those they want to do a podcast, are they under contract? Because I heard stories where I can't be, I can't do a podcast because I'm on contract with ESPN or Disney, yeah. and I can't say certain things. Absolutely. I know that for a fact. I have somebody that um, he has a, a hit radio show in a top 10 market, a morning show, Okay. and I have been trying to get him on my podcast for years, and he can't do it because he's under contract. And then said, if you're going to do any uh, any podcast, it has to be somebody under our umbrella. And they were like, oh, well, he works for Podcast One. Oh, no, we can't. And so that happens a lot where wow. these companies will say, you can't do shows from this network or that organization. And that hand, like handcuffs a lot of people. But that happens all the time. Huh. I know for sure, like with Disney, ESPN, yeah, they're very selective. Of- I see a lot of people oh, being yeah. let go. Yeah, oh yeah. I saw, I think Jalen Jalen Rose left. And, yeah. And Stephen A. Smith and a lot of people, Max Kellerman left. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. So, you know, so yeah, that's the thing. I like, know. you know, well, Stephen A. ain't going nowhere. They, they love him and he signed a fat contract. So he's good for a while. But, you know, Max... Max Kellerman has rubbed people the wrong way from yeah. what I've heard from people that have worked with him. And so they really get it into the radio side. And what about Jalen Rose? Stuff. I heard some, I heard a story. Uh, I was watching Vlad TV and Ray Ferrost and Skip to Lou. He was talking mm. crap about him, say, you know, he's a shitty uh, teammate. Yeah, I don't know what happened with Jalen Rose per se, like, because I don't work over in that organization, so I don't try to speak on it, but like... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, ESPN has its way of dealing with people because, you know, they work for the mouse. Oh, what happened to Paul Pierce? <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, and that's the thing. Paul Pierce, man, he, he kept it a little too real. But he here's the thing, and I'll speak on that for a minute. Get some prettier girls. <laughs> number one. But number two, the thing about Paul Pierce is you know who you're working for. Yeah. So why are you going to get mad and act like, oh, well, they suck, you know, because they fired me. Bro, you work for the mouse. It's a family, like, you know, it's family oriented, you know, so you can't get too loose, too well. You you can't Mm -hmm. be smoking weed and having strippers there and think that it's going to be okay with Disney. Can't. You can't. And so you got to know who you work for. Like, my employer podcast one, they're really liberal. They let us speak our mind. 
do what we want to do as long as we don't embarrass the company. Mm. You know, they don't care what we talk about. You know, mm-hmm. as long as we're not dissing like our bosses and, and, and saying bad things about kids or whatever. How many, how, how many podcasts do they have? Podcast oh, one? Jesus. Over like 400, 500 podcasts. Really? Easily, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate to be one of those podcasts, but I, I also produced several podcasts over there, uh, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I work with a, like a couple of housewives of Orange County, stuff like Ooh. that. Yeah, yeah. We got oh, Mike Tyson yeah. over there, Adam Carolla. So, yeah. Adam Carolla's over there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike yeah. Tyson? Mike Tyson, yeah. What? T- the Hot Box? T- yeah, T Pain. Yeah, he's T Pain. Yeah, so we got quite a few people over there now. T Pain. Uh, Jay Cutler just signed a deal to do one with us. Um, Meta World Peace. He just signed to do a podcast. So you know, I help uh, edit and produce a lot. And then they said, "Hey, we'll, we'll throw you one too," because I asked for one. I'm like, "I'm here. Give me a podcast. Like I have a podcast. You don't have to pay for a producer, an editor, a booker, nothing. Just give me a podcast. Like give me a platform. I already have everything self-contained." So then I jumped on there. So I'm on, I'm part of that 500. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get a network, but there's like three or four networks, but they're starting out. And I'm like, yeah. I, I just, I know. Because I, I feel like, not to be like cocky, I just mm-hmm. feel like it's my podcasters have to pick up their network. Well, you know, there's advantages and disadvantages. One of the disadvantages of starting with a startup is that, yeah, they don't have a lot of money to throw your way. They don't have a lot of resources to promote you. But on the same token, if you start, you're the anchor show. You know, you come with a following. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to give you the most attention because you're the anchor show. So, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword. You know, if you're willing to put in a little more effort, a little more time, you can start with a startup, and they're going to throw everything at you because they're gambling on you. But on the other hand, it's extra work. Mm-hmm. So I've had, I had that too where I was like, man, I don't know if I want to, start on a startup because I don't want to have to bust my ass even more than I am. I'm already stretched thin. I'm a father of three, single dad. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm working with the Clippers, the Kings, and do some stuff for Sirius XM. And, and, and then shout out to my production team, Rose City Sound, with DJ Severe. He's the uh, DJ for the uh, LA Dodgers. And he, he has... Oh, a, you a busy. Yeah, so I stay busy, bro. Oh, I got five busy. jobs. I got five jobs. Are you hustling? You make that money. You gotta make that money, bro. I mean, I mean, we live in Southern California, so it's already expensive. But I want to be able to travel, have fun, go on dates, do whatever I do, and have a good time. You gotta work, and and, and also I already I also know I want my podcast to be in the top one hundred eventually, top ten. How do you go? I was gonna. That's a good. I like how you brought that up as a topic because mm -hmm. I know that you posted. Oh, that's Dana White right there. Yeah, yeah, that's Dana White, man. Fucking <laughs> Dana. Oh, I was like, cool oh, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was see. like, see this? I'm talking to him. See, I'm looking at like celebrity because everyone, if you're hearing this, like he has pictures of celebrities that he took, and I'm like, oh, just look at this beautiful one. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. Like my uh, Fat Joe right there. Yeah, that's Fat Joe. Uh, Dana White. Uh, who else? Bill Walton. Uh, Charles is, Barkley. Stephen A. Is that Will Ferrell? Yes, that's Will Ferrell in costume Ron as Ron Burgundy. Oh and that was at a Kings game last year or two years ago. And, uh, yeah, he came over and, and I asked for a picture. Same with Snoop. That was at the Kings game. Snoop and you. Yeah, yeah, he was sitting next to me the whole time. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that yeah. Man, I forgot. I was, what were we talking about? What I'm trying to remember. I was like, because, you know, I was, like, talking. I was like, that's yeah. the white right there. No, I was talking. Oh, oh yeah, I, something that I posted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The post said, like, how do you how do you try to get your podcast to be in that top one hundred? 
Well, here's the thing. Like, it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work. You need an engine behind you. And so, like, with Podcast One, I, my listens have gone up um, 800%. That's cool. But it's still not where I want it to be. And I will never settle until I mentioned with Adam Carolla. Mentioned with, you know, uh, Mike Tyson and Joe Rogan. That's where I want to be. I know that's where you want to be, too. And so the thing is, you just got to find that right audience and that have that one episode that stands out. I think for me, my episode was probably like episode 80-something. I can't remember. Where I talked about my divorce and how it hurt me. And how it made me human. And I had to deal with it. And it hurt. Because I was with somebody that didn't love me. Mm-hmm. And I was in love with them. And that is where I got my audience. My audience is mostly women. 35 to 54. Oh, yeah. You're going you're, you're gonna to be taken. Like, that's, you're going to be taken after this episode's out. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to do, brother. Yeah. You know, like... You know, and that's the money demo, and it's women. And women are more empathetic than men. Let's just be honest. That's facts. And um, doing that episode is what launched what Big Brother Jake podcast is now. Yeah, you know. It it isn't Stephen A. It isn't having rappers on like Afro and all these people or any means or anyone like that. It's because I'm vulnerable, and I'm not your average guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's nice to have guests, but sometimes it's like... I get I get really nervous when I do the Mega Man's Live because it talks about the journey when I was like little until now, mm-hmm. and a lot of those episodes I put out that was the one that really made it make or break yeah. because, you know, when um the whole thing started with uh, when I started the podcast I did it on accident yeah and uh, you know I know you we talked about earlier like hey I was cool getting fifty listens yeah but I was thrown into the lions mm-hmm. you know. George Perez, you yeah. know, being a guest on Joe Rogan mm-hmm. and everything and all these people and getting a little help here if I have to do on my own. Right. But getting that push from Felipe Esparza, mm-hmm. hey, check out the Mega Man's podcast, give him a love. And, and one episode that it was the most shittiest episode ever I put for 32 minutes right. got over close to what, like 900 listens? And I'm like... <gasps> <laughs> I, I just I didn't know what to do yeah. and I just like I was talking about all this nonsense but when I took two weeks off I was the same way as mm-hmm. you I wanted to quit mm-hmm. and I was like wait hold up I want everyone to know me as Steven Martinez not at Mega Man right. so that's why I started doing the Mega Man's life and I think the journey that a lot of people heard it was like fuck that was some deep shit because yeah. I talked about a lot of things and uh, the, the personal things you know I was mentally abused emotionally mm-hmm. abused mm-hmm. physically abused my sexually abused and all mm-hmm, that stuff mm-hmm. and i can relate to a lot of people like that you know like hey this is what's been going on and right. it kind of it i don't talk to certain people because there is some people mm-hmm. that i don't talk to but sure. it, it was something where i had to let it out because it was like it was it was like a burden Absolutely. i had to take the monkey off my back yeah and and that's the thing you know people want to listen to people they can relate to mm-hmm. If I hear somebody that's going to keep talking about, you know, I got millions of dollars and I got this and now I'm rich. Like, I can't fucking relate to that, bro. I live Mm -hmm. in an apartment in fucking Pomona, California, bro. And hot ass Pomona with no damn AC right now because the power's out. But like, I pay my bill. It's just, you know, (laughs) but but here's the thing. If you make it relatable, you're going to get an audience. Mm-hmm. People can relate to somebody that's having a hard time yeah. being a single dad mm-hmm. or having a hard time dealing with this, that, and the third. You know, that being relatable in this business, and I learned that. Like, I learned the numbers, I learned 
all these ways of radio and broadcasting, how to cater to your audience. Yes. You got to know who your audience is. Bro. Oh, yeah. I know my audience. I know your, and I know your audience, you know. Some people going to like me. Some people going to be like, who the fuck is this guy, man? Get him off your fucking podcast. That's okay. But both times, you're still listening. And I always realize haters are going to listen more than the people that love you. Oh, hell yeah. For sure. And, 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 but, but knowing who your audience is and knowing what you're about. What guides you? What pushes you? What gives you the strength to keep going every day? What motivates you on your show? You know, mm. you got to know what the fuck you're pushing and what you're doing. And mm. if you don't do that, you're not going to be successful. You know, the thing is, like, I'm not afraid to try new shit. Yeah, me either. I'm not afraid to have pe controversial people on. Matter of fact, I got a guest that I'm about to have on. He is um, a very conservative white guy that's pissed off at America. And, and, and just a regular guy. He's like, I want to come on your podcast. I was like, you know what? I'll give you an avenue. I'll give you a platform to speak. As long as you're not disrespectful and you don't use racial slurs, come on my show. That's coming up. I'm not afraid to do that because I like to push the envelope. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. I like to make things controversial, not because it sells, but it gets people to talk. We can dialogue and eventually have a healthy dialogue. And good debate. And yes. like have a conversation. That's like the same thing they make him as podcast. I always want to keep everything trendy. Yes. Funny means, of course. Yeah, of course. I got to make people laugh. Or something. Yes. Like, well, that hurt my feelings. Well, maybe that was you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'm not going to tiptoe around anybody so I don't hurt their fucking feelings. When? I'm sorry. You know, when? I can't listen to the podcast because people are just mean and they say dumb jokes. Ooh. Shut the fuck up. No, <laughs> listen, man. I'm going to talk shit on people. I'm going to piss people off. I pissed off family members. I pissed off my ex. You know, like, why are you talking about? You know, I'm going to talk about, you know, the only people I don't really talk about, like, are my employers. Like, I'm not going to talk bad about the Clippers. I, but they know I'm a Laker fan. They know that. Don't bite the hand that Yeah, exactly. But, like, I'm not going to fuck the Clippers. Like, I'm not going to say that. You can cut that up and use it against me now. But, like, but like I'm not going to do something like that. Some people will do that and say, oh, First Amendment. You have the right to say it, but you also have to know those repercussions. Yeah. And that's where people get shit fucked up when they go on a platform and talk shit. Like, what's her name? Ellen Pompeo or whatever her name is from Grey's Anatomy just came out today. Um, I, I read about it. Where Denzel Washington produced or directed one of the episodes of Grey's Anatomy and she didn't like the way he directed. So she came out and said, well, this is my fucking show and you can't do this and that. You don't know shit about television. And she thought that that was going to fly, especially fly with black people. Black people, Denzel's God. You don't talk about Denzel, Denzel Washington. Denzel was on St. Elsewhere. That's what I'm saying. You don't talk about Denzel. So now she's catching backlash. She's like, well, I have a right to say it. You have a right to say it. But you also have a right to get that fucking... Um, you know, all that flack that comes your way, too. And the backlash. That's what people are uh, don't get. Oh, man, First Amendment. I can say what I want. But you also got to know the repercussions of what the fuck you say. Ooh. You know, and that's why I know what I can say, what I can't say, or exactly. shouldn't say. Sometimes I'm okay with dealing with backlash. Like, when, go, going back to when you said, you know, learning about criticism and all that. I'm going I'm to give you a secret what keeps me sharp. Okay. I'll go like on ABC7's Instagram page and find something that's controversial and say the opposite just to see what people will say. You know, for example, one of them was like during Thanksgiving time, would you have Thanksgiving dinner during COVID? I was like, fuck yeah, it's my family. I don't care. People were saying, I hope you die. One was a nurse 
that said, I wouldn't treat you. So I went on her profile and saw she was a nurse, a BSN. And I said, you took an oath to save me even if I know I, I shouldn't be doing it. So you want me to die and you wouldn't treat me? I don't think your employers at blah, blah, blah hospital would appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. And, and so people don't think about that shit. You know, I, I remember when I worked at Fox Sports Radio one time and somebody said something bad about my kids <laughs> on the air. Wow. But this dumbass checked in at a laundromat in North Hollywood on my way home. So I stopped at the laundromat to pay him a visit and pissed his pants. Wow. So people don't realize what they say. You can't just pop off at the mouth and not expect nothing to happen. Oh, yeah. I had people like that, like, talk shit to me. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you know, maybe you know I'm just fucking with you. Like, I don't know if you're fucking with me. Yeah. If you have a fake, if you, you just admitted that you made a fake account. Yeah. Just to say stupid shit. Yeah. Because you're not man enough, you're not woman enough to put down your yeah. regular account because you're worried about the backlash. Yeah. You're worried about getting counsel. You're worried about getting fired from your own fucking account. Exactly. Mouth. So don't say it if you're afraid for all that. Now, if you aren't afraid and you're like, fuck it, I don't care. All right, do it. But like, so many people talk that shit, but they're scared, and so they'll hide behind an account where you can't respond back. Where it's private. Like, I, I ain't gonna talk trash in your private. Only God can judge me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, Jesus Christ. I was like, oh. My yeah, God, yeah, man. but yeah, you're over here popping off at the mouth, you know, and yeah, it's like, shut up, man. Like, if you really want a man up, meet me here. We'll discuss it, like yeah. grown ups. No one wants to discuss it. Nobody does, man. Everybody's scared, bro. Nah. <laughs> well, we're going to take a break right now because, man, it's getting hot, man. We just started, man. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up, everyone? Mega Man. I hope you're liking this episode. Do me a favor. Follow my boy, Big Brother Jake's podcast. Cool person. Very humble. And um, I have to say, he's, he's an inspiration. Uh, him, Aaron Bender... Um, I know, like, I see Ranting with Ramos, Social Primate, Rodium Radio with Tony A, um, Felipe, you know, Martin Moreno, Hooter, Yo, 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 uh, Profile Pod, um, you know, Inside the North, West Coast Graffiti, Street Post. There's a lot of good good podcasts out there. And, um, you know, um, I, I like what he does. He's from the heart. He uh, he doesn't hold back. He says it how it is, you know. So, uh, do me a favor, follow him. Um, I'm just gonna give you guys a heads up, and ladies, uh, I'm gonna be putting out episode uh, 219 um, next week. That's my cousin Mario. Uh, we went um, pretty deep on some conversations, you know. Go, that's my cousin right now. He's in, um, I think he's over there in Dagestan. I think, you know. And uh, I'm gonna put that episode out, but also um, I want, uh, you know, I'm gonna put out another one, uh, episode 220 of the Mega Man's Life. Now, I see a lot of DMs. You know, a lot of people are: Is it true? Is it this? What's going on? I'm gonna talk about it, and um, this that episode, I'm I'm not gonna hold back. You know, I'm gonna say how it is, and there's been a lot of things been going on in Mega Man's life that's been kind of putting the Let's just say it makes it makes the Mega Man's podcast a little bit more harder, but also more challenging with every episode because um, there's some things going on in my life that it just uh, it went it went in a bad turn. A lot of things were happening behind the scenes, and it was it was making it more harder um, to do the Mega Man's podcast. So I'm going to talk about that. And there was a rumor going around: Is are, are you going to quit the podcast? No, never. I it's 50-50. I might take a break, 
or I might put an episode here and there. But all the upcoming guests I was supposed to have on the podcast, we're going to reschedule. And that's where I'm going to be talking about it on the Mega Man's Live. So just prepare, um, you know, for those episodes. And uh, if I keep on doing the Mega Man's podcast, cool. But just there was a lot of I, I was... I was shocked. There was a lot of people who were sad, like, oh, man, it sucks, man. I was like, I want to hear your podcast. I like what you're doing. And, uh, you know, there's some things I, I really have to take care of, personal things and, and also my health. And, you know, like I said, I'm going to say one last time, um, I'm going to talk about it on the Mega Man's Life. And uh, when I'm good and ready, I'll come back. But if I do a podcast I might put out an episode maybe every two weeks just to stay relevant. But I'm going to be doing guest appearances here. So if anyone, if you have a podcast and you want Mega Man to be a guest, just DM me. All right. Now let's get back to the episode. Once again, follow my boy, Big Brother Jake's podcast. Later, everyone. And we are back. Uh, I had to get a water, thank God, because Mega Man's sweaty. It's hot as hell. It's hot as hell, but the, we're talking off air, and the first picture I saw was Billy Crystal. Yes. And we were talking about, uh, I was talking to you about when my mom took me to the movie theater. <laughs> Why are we going to go see this movie with Harry Met Sally? You know, like, what's this? And it was, I don't understand it. Right. I was like, is that Princess Leia from Star Wars? And I was like, okay. And Carrie Fisher's a badass. Oh, oh yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. And uh, when they went to the restaurant, and she was <laughs> like, I told my mom, why is that girl possessed screaming? Like, whatever. And it's like, what's wrong? Like, oh, you, you'll find out when you get older. And when she said a fake orgasm, I was like, what's a fake orgasm? My mom looked at me like, just, you know? You'll, you'll learn, son. Yeah, and the lady was like, I'll have what she's having. But when I realized, you know, what, when time went on, I thought, I was like, Oh, so that's how women fake orgasm. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I just like, it was trippy watching certain movies that oh, I yeah. understand. But yeah. now, I was like, okay. Well, it's funny, like, you say that, like, one of the uh, tapes or albums I bought as a kid my parents had that let us listen to it, because my parents were real cool like that, was Eddie Murphy Delirious. Oh, yeah. I memorized every line from that tape, because it was a cassette tape. Then I went to school and would tell these same jokes, and I would get in trouble. Like, Mom, why am I getting in trouble? Because you can't say motherfucker. Like, you can't do shit like that. And I was like, and then he talking about sex shit. I was like, oh, that's what that fucking means, you know? <laughs> I, was, I was watching uh, the Eddie Murphy, but the Raw one. Yeah, Raw. When, when he was talking about it, he's like, I can't even go to San Francisco. There's, yeah. like, there's like a 24 hour gay watch. Yeah, with a woo woo. You cannot say shit like that. No, you can't. He couldn't do a show like that right now, bro. He would be canceled immediately if he did that. You know, and that's sad. I mean, look, you know, I no disrespect to any group, you know, but people can't just laugh anymore. We can't tell jokes like we used to. Richard Pryor, Red Fox. Red Fox. George Carlin. Oh, my God. Oh. If he was alive doing jokes now, uh-huh. he would be canceled. Yeah. You know, so it's just sad that we come to that in this society, man. I want that raunchy stuff. I love it. I love it, but people are like, no, that's uncalled for. Oh, my God. You can't say that. Oh You're not even God. using the proper pronoun. You just lost a follower. Yeah. Ooh, oh, wow. Well, I'm going to oh, cry. I'm going to lose a listener. It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I it's love like that. come on. It's like when I post 
funny memes or anything like, why do you post this? This is going to kill your podcast page. It's bring numbers. Yeah. You know? People are still going to look at it. You're going to yeah. see the hits, even, you know, and it's more people that hate it, like we were saying earlier. Do you ever, like, being a podcaster, you ever, I know you have haters, oh, but yeah. have you ever made a, 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 a hater that listens to your podcast? He went from a hater now to a true friend. Absolutely, and yes. I've done that before. How rare is that? It's crazy because um, it's, it's, a, it's a listener in Arizona. Um, I won't say his name, but like he used to come on. You always brag about all the stuff you do, and I see all your fucking celebrity pictures. You ain't shit. You ain't nobody. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So then um, I just took that and I went on my Instagram story and I said, oh, to the guy, I tagged him in it and said that I, that I ain't shit. Wow. I'm, I'm just gonna humble brag about Vince Scully working with him, or you know, humble brag about meeting Spinderella or Debo or Ice Cube. Yeah. Oh, look how fine she is. She's, I know. Oh, wish I wish I wish Right there. Damn. Yeah, that man, she smells good too, by the way. Oh Joe Montana? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. I know you're not a fan. Who, who's that right there on top right there? Uh, right, right, right above uh, Joe Montana. Right above Joe Montana. Oh, that's Fernando Valenzuela, bro. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We used to travel together, bro. I love that guy. Fernando. Man, I got some stories about Fernando, too. Oh, my God. You know, we can pick it and tangle me. <laughs> we can talk about some stories. It was oh, great. I heard some stories with that. Yeah, but... so, but yeah, so getting back to what you were saying about haters, uh -huh. he was a hater and he would always talk shit about, you know, me being insecure, so I would brag. I'm like, bro, it's very simple. I don't even follow you. You could just unfollow. Don't make a depart. This ain't an airport. Don't depart, you know, announce your departure. Just fucking unfollow and leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Now we're real cool with each other. We always Damn. talk about it. So we talk about families and, you know, how's your kids. <laughs> so yeah. it, it, we did complete 180, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so I've had that. I've had that more than one occasion. It's funny to see that shit. People mm -hmm. that hate your guts, but they'll fuck around and be your friend afterwards. Yeah, I know you can make it. Cause you can, yeah, yeah. I, I was there for day I one. I was there with you since yeah, day one. I was, I, you weren't in the gym and I was shooting. You know? <laughs> I was pushing you to, to mentally push you to, to, to get to the next level. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, you know I'm all, I was always down, you know, and listen to every episode. And, yeah, whatever. I was down with OPP. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know me. No. <laughs> but yeah, I've had that, bro. That's cool. For sure. So uh, I know you're a football guy. Oh, I love me some football. So yes. you know you're a Chargers. Hell yeah, baby. Oh, Hell no. yeah. You ready Chargers for that game on Monday? Hell yeah, I'm ready, bro. What you talking about? the Raiders, man. Man, we're ready for your Raiders, bro. And they're going to play here in Inglewood? Yeah, they're gonna play. Yeah, so far here's here's the shitty part, uh -oh, okay. and I mean to say you're a Raiders. I know you're a Niners fan. I know, but uh, but like uh, here's the thing, because I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody to be a Raiders fan. That's poor parenting. It, it, it's bad. It, it's bad, and that's how you can tell who's a fellow. Like, Raiders, Raiders. And that's all they know how to say. Raider fans, you know. I know a lot of Raider fans, so I'm talking shit. Yeah. But 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 here's the thing. I had a chance to go to the game on Monday, but the Clippers preseason same night. I have to work the Clipper game. Oh, and I'm like, I'm not passing up easy money because I get paid to watch basketball. Hell so yeah. do you get paid to watch basketball or do you pay to go watch the Raider game? And so far, it's not cheap. And I, you know, it's expensive. It's expensive. But the thing about working in radio 21 years that I've learned, and I'm sure you can do this too because you've been doing this shit and you, you, you know a lot of people, you always, always, always pick up a phone before you pull out a wallet, bro. You pick up a phone... Before you pull out a wallet. Yeah. Because you pick that phone up, you, you never know it's going to give you a free ticket or some yep. free food or this or that. And you just like, look, man, I, I'm trying to go. I usually don't do this. You know that, oh, Jake, I got you, bro. I got you, Jake. It's cool. You know, and, and all of a sudden, like, the last game I went to against the fucking Cowboys that beat us at the last minute. Motherfuck. 
so mad about that. I didn't, my homeboy kicked, it, kicked me down a ducket, and I was sitting in a great seat. I saw that. Yeah. Sorry. And we're going to mollywop the Raiders. Fuck the Raiders. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it over and over again. FTR all day. It's Raider week. So fuck the Raiders. It's all about them Chargers, man. Chargers. That's right, baby. Chargers. That's right. Was it a good move for them moving from San Diego to L.A.? All right, business-wise, it was a very smart move to move because San Diego, the politics in that city, yeah. they did not want to give them a fucking dime because no one likes the Spanos family. And, and, and yeah, they rub people the wrong way. They don't bring in marquee free agents and this and that and the third. So they don't do that. And people, weren't, people were not attending games like they used to, and visiting teams were coming in and taking over the queue. And it was embarrassing. I hated seeing that shit. But I used to be there when we'd be 70,000 strong, all Charger fans, cheering against the Raiders, cheering against the Broncos. You know, it was a great business move, but it was a bad PR move. Like, I'll be honest, bro. I've loved the Chargers since I was little. I still cannot say Los Angeles Chargers. Like, I feel weird saying it's, it now. It's weird. It's fucking weird. It's weird. So I always say the Chargers. But all my gear that I wear either has Chargers or San Diego Chargers on it. I won't wear a Los Angeles Chargers gear. And, and because I used to make a whole weekend out of it. And San Diego, I was there because I was in the Navy. In San Diego, I met my wife. This is, so San Diego has a lot of meaning to me. I love San Diego. It's like my second home. Like, did, did you, with Chula Vista, National City? Yeah, uh, yeah. well, I, I lived in La Mesa, and I lived in Coronado. I was stationed in Coronado. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but oh, I was deep in Chula Vista, National City. You know, I was down there off of 94th and home, like, or 47th and home. Like, I was off the 94 freeway is what I meant to say. I was always, where fam artists, Southeast San Diego, J.O. Felony, where he grew up and shit. Yeah, so I'd be down there, fam art, buying my, that's like, the fam art in San Diego is the equivalent to the uh, Sloss and Swap meet in uh, South Central. Gotcha. It's the same thing, you know. So San Diego has a lot of meaning to me. I met a lot of, my best friend, Pete Dub. He lives down there still. Mm -hmm. My man on the wall right there, the white dude. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, I've known him since kindergarten. So, oh, wow. So, yeah, so San Diego has a lot of meetings. So I would always take a weekend and go down there. So coming to L.A., I was bitter. I wasn't happy. We were playing at fucking uh, StubHub Center where like 25,000 people could watch a game. It was embarrassing. So going to so uh, SoFi for the first time, seeing 70,000 people. Yeah, I went there. Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful place, man. Beautiful. And I've, I've been... It's huge. Yeah. I've been to the AT&T Dome or whatever, Jerry's World, they call it. I was down there for the Super Bowl that year, and I went into the, to the Dome, and I was like, yo, this place is fucking amazing. And then we go to SoFi, it blows that shit out the water, man. But yes, I am ready to whoop the Raiders' ass. I am all about them Chargers. And, and, and it was now it's a good move. And a lot of the salt we used to call them salties, mm -hmm. the San Diego natives that hated the move, they won't even follow them. A lot of them are following them again. <laughs> a lot of them are Charger fans again. And I'm seeing them at the tailgate. Shout out to the Die Hard Bolt Club. That's my tailgate uh, club. Shout out to Brian Bolts that always hooks me up with with ducats. Um, and Karen and all of them. I love y'all. Um, and they listen to the Mega Man podcast. Too. I got them on. I got them on, baby. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a good move. Now you look at it in retrospect, it's a good move. Just the fans from San Diego are pissed off. But they make that 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 trek up here every Sunday to watch it so far. And they're yeah. looking so far to like. Shit. They could have had that in San Diego. Yeah. But Kevin Faulkner, you know, when he was the mayor and he tried to run for governor in the, in the recall or whatever, he was a shitty fucking politician. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. I don't care. I hate politics. But he was a shitty fucking politician, right? And, and all the politicians in San Diego could have had this beautiful stadium. 
And with this team that had a strong following in San Diego. And they fucking fumbled it. And it pisses me off to no end. Because San Diego deserves to have the Chargers there. Yeah. It's a beautiful city. Beautiful people. Amazing restaurants. Love that place. Beautiful scenic beaches. They deserve their football team to come back. But it's never going to happen. Yeah, I think they're more focused on the, Padre, the Padres. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, they love yeah. their punk-ass Padres, man. Yeah, I'm a Dodger can... fan, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Giants. I'm a, yeah. Giants fan? I'm a Giants. Wait, wait. When did this happen? Hey, oh, I was, like, when I was So little. you, like, uh, did you grow up in the Bay or what? I used to live in the Bay. Oh, okay. That explains. I used to, live, I used to move around a lot. I used to okay. live in Wilmington, Carson, then I moved to Central Valley, Modesto, Stockton, and, okay. and Union City and the Bay Area and all that stuff. So when you're in Northern California, which you can't say Northern California, say if you're in Modesto... You have to say Central Valley. Yeah, of course. And so if you're either a Sacramento Kings fan, yes. you know, uh, Sharks, you know, A's, Warriors, yeah. just, you know, it's all right there. I, I love the Bay. I, I, I am not a Giants fan. I hate the Giants. I have to. I'm a Dodger oh, fan. Dude. Like, you, we, I have to hate your squad, but. We might I, play you guys. It, it's looking that way. In the wild card. It, it's looking that way. You know, I got mad respect for the Giants, you know, um. I had a, a story with Barry Bonds. Oh, you know, if, if, do we have time? Can no, I tell you real quick? Okay, okay, cool. Say it, say it. All right, so we had an like we we had a game in Denver, but we finished the game in L.A. and we flew into Denver. The Giants were finishing up their series, and for some reason they were staying overnight in Denver. So we were at the um, at the hotel we stayed at in downtown Denver. We were staying there at the same time the Giants were. And there was a wedding going on um, at the hotel. And Odalis Perez used to pitch for the Dodgers. Good, good, good dude. Love that guy. He, we used to go drinking and hanging out all the time. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, I want you to meet one of my friends, my brother. You know, I want to introduce you. And I'm like, who? And it's Barry Bonds. Like, this fucker used to stiff me for interviews all the time and would never, ever go on Fox Sports Radio. I don't do radio. Sounds like a fan. But yeah. <laughs> Do interview. Right. Oh, do you want me to interview now? Yeah. I yeah. So, you're striking out. <laughs> but this was like, I was not at a work capacity. I was there to have my, my cognac, you know, and O'Dallas would always pay for it. Shout out to O'Dallas Perez. Uh -huh. And so he comes down, and uh, Pedro Feliz was the other player that, that they used to hang tight. Yeah. And I, I was shocked. Oh, they hang out. So we're all sitting at the bar. Barry was real cool, but he wasn't really talking to me because he didn't know me. So he didn't trust me. The fucking wedding photographer comes out of the venue to the bar and starts taking pictures of Barry Bonds. And I just got up as a natural reaction. Hey, get the fuck out of here. And I pushed the cameraman out and, like, pushed his camera away. And he's like, I'm going to sue you. I'm like, I ain't got shit. I'm broke. Get the fuck out of here. We're just trying to enjoy our drinks, man. You got a job to do at that wedding. Barry Bonds sits. He looks at me. He's like, what's your name again? I said, I'm Jake Warner. My government name. <laughs> and uh, he's like, okay. Whatever the fuck he's having, all night long, we got you. So we're sitting there, we're drinking, I'm fucking drinking with Barry Bonds. And he, he's like, I was like, bro, you from the IE? He's like, yeah, I grew up in Riverside, so I'm from San Bernardino. He's like, oh, IE boys, and we're like dapping it up and shit, we're drinking. And then, he'll probably deny this story, but we had a good time, we're buzzing. He's like, hey, yo, what are you doing right now? It's like midnight, 1230. He's like, what are you, what are you doing right now? I'm like, bro, I'm tired, man, I'm gonna go back to the room. You know, we just flew in, and he's like, Hey, we're going to go down to the ESPN zone downstairs, and I'm going to try to get me some chubby white girls to, 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 to hang out with. <laughs> winky, winky, jab of the hut, dude. Yeah, he was like, oh. I was like, 
Really? He's like, yeah, I want to start some shit. They want to start a commotion. You want to come with us? I'm like, nah, bro. He's like, well, any more drinks you want, food, just put it on my room. And he gave me the room number. And that was my um, Barry Bond story. I, I didn't want a picture from him, nothing. I nah, fucking hated man. the guy. Now nah, I got mad respect for him. Nah, okay. Let's go get the leftover fishes. <laughs> right, that's what he wanted, but I'm married at the girl, time. Damn. Yeah, yeah, he's a chubby white girl. That's what why, he <laughs> why, why am I not surprised? We all love chubby white girls. Chubby <laughs> Latinas. I, I, I like me some thick women. Oh, bro. my God. Give me a thick woman every day and twice on Sunday, bro. Like, Give yes. me the press, not the wings. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, I bro. Know. I'm all about the thickness, Dude, brother. I was going to tell you because uh, now that you know you work for the Clippers, yes. think, how's the Clippers looking? You know, the Clippers are, are, are going to be a, a force to be reckoned with, man. Um, uh-huh. You know, Kawhi's out because of the knee. I, I'm still bitter about that because I think it's, if they win, I get a ring. And I want a ring. You get a ring? I get a ring. So if the Clippers win, like, the, you, you automatically get a ring. I get a ring. So, no yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, if we can stay healthy, we got a shot. Lakers aren't going to do nothing. All we got to worry about is the Suns, and we'll beat their ass. And then when Kawhi went down, we're like, oh, fuck. Worried as hell. So he's out. He's not going to be playing in the beginning of the year. But the Clippers oh. will be good. Um, they'll definitely be a strong playoff contender. Um, with Kawhi, he's taking his time coming back, not rushing, which is great. Good. I think the Clippers can be a playoff contender. They're definitely a championship contender. But, uh, you know, I don't usually speak on teams because I'm a team employee. But if the Clippers don't make it and Co- uh, Kyrie Irving can get his shit together... <laughs> The Nets or the Lakers are the teams to beat. If, if they can stay healthy. If they can stay healthy. Because we, saw, we saw what happened last year. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. the... We got Camelo. He's on fire. He is. But Ooh. it's the all AARP team with the Lakers. And I'm taking shots at my own... T- I, I'm a Laker fan. Yeah, yeah. But my bread is butter with the Clippers. I, I But I think the Clippers, if they stay healthy and get Kawhi back in a reasonable amount of time, I would not count them out. And I'm not just saying that because I work for them. I really think they have a great chance. I want to see the Warriors what they do because Tristan uh, Thompson's back. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of good. See, you mean Clay Thompson? I mean Clay Thompson. Yeah, Clay Thompson. Yeah, uh, Clay Tristan Thompson. That's the yeah. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. yeah. I, hope, I hope he doesn't fuck up his leg again. I don't think he will. I, he's been working really hard. Two years yeah, off. The Warriors are another team that, you know, they're going to be sneaky good. They're going to be sneaky good, you know, and... um. I I really I don't think Phoenix is gonna do much. I think they had their one and done uh, out in the West, but it's gonna be Lakers. It's gonna be Denver. It's gonna be Utah. It's gonna be the Clippers. Those are the teams in the West you gotta worry about. You know what I was I I brought that I saw this. They cut him. Um, one of the Ball brothers at the, in the Hornets. He was yeah. Maybe Clippers can pick him up. Well, you know. That's the thing, but I think with the way the roster set up now, they got a good team chemistry going on. They're, they're having a really good uh, preseason camp right now. Okay. And um, the way the team is set up, I don't think um, uh, LaMelo, I, I think that's who the, the ball brother that got cut, yeah. I don't think he would fit into the Clippers system. Okay. Um, just based off of his position, they have a lot of people at his position already, and the Clippers are pretty stacked already. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he'd be a great addition you know, to the G League probably for somebody, maybe even like a 10 or 12th man off the bench. But um, I don't think he'd be good for the Clippers. It'd be good for him because it's his hometown, you know, yeah. but I I don't see that happening. 
Man, it'll be nice to confirm go to the Lakers, but who knows? Yeah, yeah who knows? He's, he had a good summer. He did. He had a good wow. summer, and I thought he did well, but, you know, it, it, it's just he's good, he's not great. And you got to be great just to be average in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, 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 when I saw him, I was like, whoa. Yeah. He's like, but is this some teams are kind of a little worried because what happened with him with the stuff in China. Yeah, see, that that's a turnoff. But I think people are past that now. Yeah. It's just his game. His game, he can't sustain a great game. And he's very inconsistent. And that's his problem. But I think he'd be a good pickup for somebody. Definitely be great in the G League. Be a good guy off the bench. Get you, you know, 10 minutes to rest the other guys. Mm-hmm. But he's a good player. But I just don't think he's box office, as they say. We'll see what's up. Yeah. We'll see how the Lakers, but I... If they can stay healthy, cool. That's what I'm worried about, man. That's what I'm worried about. I mean, there's a lot. That team is average age 33, I think. And they don't have a lot of young guys. But they're not built for the future. They're built for now. So if you look at it this way, for now, they're a strong contender. Oh, yeah. Two years from now, half those cats ain't going to be playing. I think they just picked up Austin Rivers. It was Austin. um, It wasn't. uh, I'm trying to think. Austin Rivers, I think, signed with Denver again. I, I, I. I haven't been in the huh. loop, but you know I have to I have to double check everything because I like when I when I leave basketball I leave it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but now it's like I'm in mode. Starting next week we got to get down. And then I'll have everything in order. But yeah, I've, he was playing with Denver before, like last season. I remember that, that was but. Houston Rockets. He was with Houston and he went to Denver. Gotcha. So we'll see what happens with him. You know, I think uh, I don't, don't want to speak too ill on him because you know <laughs> there, there's some ties with uh, Doc, his dad, and stuff, and I don't want to say I too know. much. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Mega Man trying to give me in trouble, man. I know, I know, I know. But switching gears, yes. I mean, how long? Um, because I know this episode is gonna be out like in, in November. Yes. But I want to speak uh, AJ Johnson for Friday. Oh yeah, that was man. sad man. He's one of the best comedians that 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 was so underrated. Um, I loved watching him and all his work that he did. I used to watch a lot of his stand-up when he was do stand-up. I heard he was a heckler. Oh, hell yeah. He was. People, yeah. people would come just to see him heckle. Yeah. And I heard a story about Martin Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Called yeah. The comedy story. Yeah. Uh, knocking out uh, a comedian. Yeah. I'll oh, tell yeah. you off there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you hear all those stories and... You know, I, I, I know a lot of comedians. He like, was a security agent. Yeah, knocked yeah. Knocked him out. He knocked him out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I've been around a lot of comedians. I, I, I'm friends with a lot of comedians right now, and, as you are. Yeah. You know, they're some of the most depressing-ass people in the world. But I love I love my friends, you know. They're some morbid-ass people. But <laughs> they are. Like, they're just, like, they see life in such a different way. You know, like, I did a stand-up. Like, I, I, I did uh, some stand-up, like, you know. You like did? Yeah, open mic stand-up. And I'm like, I'm a better writer and storyteller than I'm a jokester. I, I didn't get booed, but I made it to my five minutes. So my light come on. Like, That's oh. cool. I made it like getting booed. I did it at the, uh, I think it was Comedy Store? It was, it was on Sunset. I forget which one it was, but it was years ago. So, like, a lot of my comedian friends, they like to brainstorm and, you know, hey, you want to ghostwrite some jokes for us? I'm like, yeah. We get 25 hours of jokes. So, or I'll tell a story, like, hey, can I use that? I got you. So, yeah. So, it's, it's a crazy life, but... But A.J. Johnson, man, here's the sad part about that. Like, you know, he died very young. 56, that's when my dad passed away. That's a young age. And I, I'm 45. I'm like, holy shit, I'm not that far away. It scares me. And so I'm like, the way, he, you know, he passed. And the fact that, like, nobody's, like, reached out, helped him out, it, it's sad. But 
He was one of the most funniest, most raw comedians out there. Um, I was this close to getting him on a, a Big Brother Jake podcast because he was following me on Instagram. And I was like, hey, man, you know, it's like after my next tour, man, I got you. So, it was, it, funny. yeah, funny dude. You know, he's forever immortalized as uh, Ezel on Friday. Um, Dre Day. Dre did Day. He, and he did the Easy e video, did you, too. Did you hear the story about that? Which story? Uh, when he was uh, Easy e in the Dre Day. Uh-huh. And uh, the real easy would say, I want you to be in my video. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you're not going to do that video. But he did it anyway, he though. He did it anyway. Yeah. But, he, but he only did half of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he threatened them or he gave them money. Yeah. Because he did an interview with, he was on Vlad TV. Uh-huh, Vlad TV. I was TV. like, whoa, Vlad TV's the man. Vlad is crazy. He'll get you to tell on people. <laughs> he's snitchy, man. Yeah, he'll be, he be good. Hey, be quiet. I have Rico cases. <laughs> I have Rico cases. I want to know why Vlad has so much dislike for Ice Cube, though. That's what I want to understand. Like, you know, I love Cube, but, like, it always seems like he's taking shots at Cube, man. I mean, Vlad TV does a great job. I, I love his platform, but he should be taking some shots at well, Cube, Well, Ice bro. Cube owes Tony A. the Wizard money. Oh, he does. I know. I, uh, he told me oh, about yeah. some stories. Oh, and yeah. I love Cube, but I know yeah. as a businessman, he's he's yeah. to do it the wrong way. Yeah. Like, if you ever watch that beef uh, documentary and uh, Be Real, which I got a picture with him uh, over there. Well, from Ooh. Cypress, yeah, 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 cool dude, cool dude. I got a story for you off air for that too. Uh, Emmett Smith. Yeah, that's oh. Emmett Smith. <laughs> Is that Justin Turner? Yeah, that's. <laughs> Who's that one right there? Uh, the one right next to Shanice. Uh, D Smoke. D Smoke. Yeah, T I M C Light. Yeah. MC Light. Yeah, man. M C Light. That's M C Light, bro. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that, and there's Big Boy from Outcast and Sleepy Brown. Big Boy yeah. Outcast. Uh, I'm sure you know everybody that's listening can see all this. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like all that. And, and, uh, Coolio. That's Coolio. Yeah. And you know, and uh, it's weird because I haven't seen like Montel Jordan like it was a minute. I haven't seen him. Oh yeah, but his songs are—he's probably still getting paid from. He's still getting paid. Um, he doesn't own his masters, which which is sad. But he's doing halftime shows all over. And I'll say this, even though they're my employer, the Clippers have the best halftime shows, man. Like when I first started, like one of the first halftime shows I saw was Nipsey Hussle, God rest his soul. Yeah, and then see the Dog Pound, Mac Ten, Too Short, Far Side. Like they bring all the legends here to do. Yeah, they do. They do all these concerts. Like Montel Jordan was a halftime guest. Coolio was a halftime guest. Yeah, Debo was riding his bike around. Tony Lister, God rest his soul. Oh, so yeah, yeah, man. You man. see a lot of these people come through and do shows, man. man. Yeah, but people, man. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that someone someone had a, a picture. I should have screenshot it. But all the people who passed away in the movie Friday. Yeah, there's a lot. John Witherspoon, the one who took like, hey, yeah, yeah, Janet Jackson. Yeah, I yeah. Know she passed away. Yeah, too. Yvette. Um, oh, I forget she was a comedian. Her last name. Yeah, she was. Very she was funny. on the Monique show. Yeah, she was on the Monique show. Yeah. She passed away of cancer. Yeah, it's just that whole cast, man. It's there's a lot of people. Very and, and next Friday too, or that kid that was in that movie Kids, the white guy, he committed yeah. suicide. Yeah, he yeah. was in that movie Kids. Yeah, Kids. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that movie in the end. That movie was ooh, man. That's... Make you think about going in raw on somebody. <laughs> Stick with one person, y'all. No, man. It's scary out here. No, ha- lotion, that's all I need. <laughs> lotion, that's all I need. After he said AIDS, like, no. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy, and the kid yeah. was passed out right there, and they're like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, so that, that movie was wild. Wild, but the one who was who was big, uh, she was in the, that one girl, uh, she was in Kids. Oh, my God. Chloe, was, uh, what's her name? Yes, she was on Clerics. She was a uh, princess. Oh, so, was it Zoya? 
Something. Zoe Saldana? Not yeah, her. yeah, yeah. Was that her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fine. The Dominican chick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She bad. Super pretty. Yeah, she is, man. Super pretty. Yeah. Uh, hey, I want to talk about your boy, Aaron Bennett. How did you guys meet up? Oh, this is this is a cool story. Like, okay. Aaron, Aaron um, you know, a big fan of his at KFI when he was there. Um, he used to hear me, like, chime in on the big, big the Ben Maurer show on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron would leave right when we'd go on the air. And um, so he would like, he found me, I think we found each other on social media. Uh-huh. And he's like, hey man, you know, I listen to you on the Ben Mauer show. Oh, thanks yeah. man, I'm a big fan of yours, bro. And I listen to the Conway, you know, Tim Conway Jr. And and so we went from that to, well, all right, well, let's follow each other. We follow each other. Hey, let's get each other's number. Yeah. So then we started, you know, texting back and forth and calling each other. And, you know, we both have a, 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 a strong passion for this business, you know, yeah. for, for radio, for broadcasting. And so we were, like, going back and forth and just talking about our love for the game, you know. And we hit it off very well. Like, we yeah. became very it's close hard friends to, right It's hard away. to find that person. Yeah, that. it's really hard, especially in this business, bro. Like, I've been around so many fake-ass people, you know, and, and, oh, I got you, I got you. People now that are huge that I won't say right now because I don't want to, you know, yeah, look yeah, bad, yeah. Yeah. that I used to roll with and I'd see them crying because they were struggling and now they're too big you know but Aaron was always like humble he always like humble. he always would make time for me because even though we've been doing it the same amount of time he's done a lot more things that I wanted to do I was mostly behind the scenes but I get to be on the air mm-hmm. you know I've always been blessed to work in the LA market too yeah you know except for one stop at Cola 99.9 which that was a disaster mm-hmm. but um I hate the no. I won't go into it, bro. No comment. Uh, no comment, but the PD there, he's mm-hmm. a jerk. Anyways, but Aaron and I, would we hit it off, and, and we became fast friends, and we talked, like, literally every day. Yeah, I I started listening to Aaron Bender's podcast when it, uh, when he was getting, he had interviewed, like, Beth, he had Bethel Duran. Yeah. He had uh, Nick Valencia from CNN yep. and all mm-hmm. that, and it was like, man, this is like, I love this. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, perfect. Yeah. It was thirty to forty minutes mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was venge. I was just venge hearing everything. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden, he just said, "I'm taking a break." Yeah. And I was like, "What the heck happened?" Yeah. Because he was personal. Took his Twitter off. A lot of people were like, "Hey, Mega Man, what mm-hmm. happened?" It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Then yeah. When the situation he came out and he DM'd me a while back and he had he just started his Instagram a long time ago. Yeah. But he had no pictures, nothing. Yeah. And yeah. I. I was I was crying. Yeah, yeah. With his situation, his wife passing away, you know, he had to take a step back from the business yeah. and be a dad and, and a grieving widow. Two daughters. Yeah, two daughters, two beautiful daughters. And, you know, that's the most... Um, I had seen Aaron, like, just broken down and, and oh, sad. Man. And, and um, we, like, he separated from everybody because yeah. he kind of just fell off the face of the earth. Like, changed his number and everything. And yeah. I was like, Whoa. dude, what did I do to him? Like, That's what I thought. I was like, yeah. what the heck happened? Yeah. And then, did I get blocked? Right, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, well, what did I say? But, like, you know, and then it, it comes up, oh, well, my wife, you know, she's she's not doing well. And, yeah. and eventually passed. And I know the anniversary is coming up again pretty soon here in November. Yeah. Um, but throughout that process, we got even closer. Yeah. And I was like, Aaron, bro, because I'm I'm going through divorce. He's dealing with, you know, his wife passing. Yeah. And we created a stronger bond where every day we would check in with each other. Literally. I was hospitalized last March. Yeah. And almost died. I was there for 13 days. Uh-huh. I had sepsis. 
And I, I'm diabetic too, so it's like, you know, I wasn't doing too well. Yeah. But the sepsis kicked in. I literally died, like, for a minute and came back. And so Aaron was calling and checking on me every single day. That's good. And, and it was more my mental he was more worried about. Because, you know, going through a divorce, you know, actually yeah. still not even final yet, to be honest. But, like, dealing with that, dealing with being, you know, a single dad, and not, you know, being away from my kids, getting out no visitors because of COVID, and he was just, like, every day on it, calling me. That's He's good. just that kind of guy, it's you know, people, sent man. food over. Like, <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he, he uh, sent food over so I wouldn't have to cook, and, like, he, he's that guy. And he's one of the greatest human beings I've ever been in touch with. Like, I would do anything for Aaron. I would, I would take a bullet for Aaron. I, I was, not much. I was doing a Megam After Dark, and he, I was, like, doing a live mention about him. I was crying. Right. And he jumped on. He yeah, started see, crying. Yeah, he's that and guy. I was like, fuck, dude. It's like, and I know there's other podcasters. Like, I used, I thought they were inspiration. But when mm-hmm. you meet them, they're douchebags. Oh, yeah. But with Aaron Bender had a heart. Oh, yeah. And I told, and and there was a time when I was working at my other store, and he would be up like, "Hey man, check my podcast out. What am I doing wrong?" They like, "This is what you're doing." Mm-hmm. He gave me steps, and I was oh like, yeah, he's he's always open to that. I I throw so many ideas at that guy, and he's like, yeah. "You should try it. Do it." And and some of the stuff like I, the baby bites of love. I was like, dude, I want to give, like, love advice, but that's not my avenue. He's like, dude, but that's why it's great, because you don't do that. So it'll be different from what you're doing, and it's been a hit. It's that kind of stuff where, like, you'll be like, nah, you shouldn't do that because yeah. you'll lose your audience doing this. That's not who you are, and it, it'd be dumb to do it. I'm like, you know what? Thanks. Thanks, yeah. bro. Like, all right. So yeah, yeah. that's who he is. That's, that's how he does things, and I've always been a fan of his first, and then we became fast friends, and that's... He's an amazing guy. I love that guy. Aaron Bennett, you've seen this. I need you on my podcast, man. Yeah, Aaron. Come on the damn Mega Man podcast, oh, Aaron. That would be good if it was you, me, and Aaron Bender. Oh, we, we, we should do that. We, oh, we can hook that up. I would be nervous. If you come on. Oh, hell no. It's Aaron. Aaron. Do you get nervous if you get starstruck when you have, see it, have any celebrities? Like, oh, my God. I think, you know what? Celebrities know it's my friends that I get nervous to interview. Seriously. Like, um... I've interviewed a lot of people, but when I interview my friends, that's hard for me because they know all I, I already know all about them, but I got to present it in a way where it's presentable, you know, where I don't embarrass them or say something I shouldn't say. You know, I usually cover that before, but I think interviewing my friends is super hard. Like, um, celebrities, I think it's okay. But the only time... Because I, I love hip-hop. There's two people I interviewed when I was working for another, like, publication. Was King T. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He I was, was on Tony A. Yeah, yeah. He was on Tony A. Let's go dipping. Yep, yep. And King T's one of my favorite rappers of all time. Oh, even yeah. Biggie, Biggie Smalls even said, hey, he's one of my inspirations. Whoa. Oh, yeah. That, that, that is quoted and that is documented. That's official. I didn't know that. And so I interviewed him and my question to him was, Hey, King T, I got to give a special shout out to you. Thanks for uh, um, turning me on to St. Ives Malt Liquor. He, and he's like laughing, so it broke the ice. And then I was able to get all my answers from him. Oh, yeah. And the other person, because I'm, I'm big into, like, when I was younger, when they used to have CDs and cassettes, they had the liner notes. And I would read who produced, who engineered. Yeah, he said that, that was what I was into, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Battle Cat, DJ Battle Cat, that's made great hits for Snoop, Dog Pound, and all these great West Coast rappers and East Coast rappers and R&B singers. I got to interview him. 
And I said, hey, man, I'm a big fan of yours. You know, and then he, he, he made it so easy. Well, I'm a fan of me, too. And we we're just laughing, cutting it up. And then I was able to ask questions. Those two uh, celebrities, I wasn't scared to talk to, but I was a little nervous. But I think Tony A was a little nervous too because Tony A, you know, he's such a humble dude, but he has the history of the West Coast. Like, what one thing I saw that he posted that pissed me off, not he didn't piss me off, that LL Cool J and the Rock the Bells show that he has on uh, XM did not credit Tony A with the Dr. Dre um, song they were playing from a rhodium swap meet tape. Mm -hmm. That's Tony A featuring Dr. Dre. Mm -hmm. They didn't even mention Tony A. And that's what pissed me off. Tony A is one of the architects of the West Coast. And um, I don't think he gets enough credit. He helped Q start. He, you know, he's with Dre. He helped all these MCs. And I love what he's doing for the culture, for for the Latino culture. Uh, you know, bringing them in, giving them a platform. You yeah, know, man. you know, and, and, and you got to get on there. I would love to. Tony, if you listening, man, put me on, dog. Like, radio. I would love to be on Rodeo Radio. You know, maybe it'll happen one day. One day we'll oh, see. Yeah. You know, that would be dope, you know, because he, he was one of my idols, still is one of my idols, and I look to, like, when I, when I get a text from him, I'm like, oh, shit, that's Tony A. He's the man. You know, and, and, and the thing is, he's so humble, a lot of my, my listeners on the Big Brother Jake podcast were like, yo, like, I, I never knew who he was. I didn't know that was the Mexican dude in Leave My Curl Alone video. Yeah. And he produced gold albums. Like, yeah, yeah, he did. And, and I always knew about that cat. And so he, I was starstruck to interview him, but I think it helped that we talked for an hour before. To get, yeah, to get just, your feet wet. Yeah, just just learn more about him, and then he, he could tell I was getting intel, but I had already done my homework because I know about have him. You, have you ever thought of interviewing Tito Rodriguez, the Hood Santa? No, I would love to, though. He's, he's, he was a producer. He used to make hits for Snoop Dogg. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. Insiders I, and all. He dull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they know each other because right. uh, Tony A's mom and... Tito's mom used to work at the swap meets. Okay, okay. So they, they know each other. Yeah, that's dope. No, I would see, look, man, I love anyone to come on the podcast. But, yeah, he's, he's somebody that's deep-rooted in West Coast hip-hop history. Yeah. And, and I, I want to bring those people out, the, the forefathers that don't get enough love. Um, they should be celebrated and get the roses now. That's why I wanted Tony A on, you know, and, and because it's like he's a fucking legend. You know, he, he like he had DJ Yeller in the other night. That was a great episode. Like, how the fuck do you not give this man the dues oh. and the respect he does? But he's so humble, he's not yeah, trying to chase man. that. So he's putting people on, and that's what he's always done. And that, I was starstruck by him. You know, and I've interviewed Stephen A. Smith. I'm, I've interviewed Alan Iverson. I've, I've done all these people, man. Like, I've, I've been thousands of interviews. Charlamagne. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I like to see that right there. Oh, you know, I would butt heads with that guy. <laughs> oh, that's I love him. I love him. I, but I, I liked him more when he was doing radio with Wendy Williams because he was way more raw, way more unadulterated. Uh, 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 like, he was crazy. But now he's made his money. He's doing this. He's kind of calmed down a bit. Uh -huh. I want. I like the rawness, man. You know. You know. You should get on. He's everywhere in New York. He's, he takes off his shirt. He, he drives. Oh, his car. I know. Oh, what's his Give name? Give me a hug, boo. Give yeah. me a hug. Give me a hug. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not you again. Yeah, like Beanie yeah. Siegel almost knocked his ass out because he was like, "Get oh, the fuck away." Benzino, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's. Funny. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I was dying. I'm trying to remember his name, but like, yeah, he was with uh, K-Slay. Um, yeah. 
or a Hot 97. Jim Jones, he's always with yeah. those guys from, yeah. uh, from, uh, from uh, the Bronx, like yeah. Harlem. Harlem, yeah. Uh, Cameron. Yeah, Cameron, that Dipset crew. Yeah, yeah, he's Jules Santana. hilarious. Yeah, that dude is fun. I love to have him on, too, but, like, don't give me a hug, bro. <laughs> he looks like he doesn't smell good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So we're almost getting to the end, and I just have one last question. Oh, yeah. One last question. We're already done? Get... Like, what the hell? Oh, we're going to do a part two. I'm just getting started. Not I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, what's... What's your future for 2022 for the Big Brother Jake podcast? Oh, man. Here's the future. The future is we're just going to come at people and just hit them over the head with more. You know, I, I'm tired of sitting back and being complacent. Mm -hmm. You know, here's the thing. I'm not afraid to do shit. I'm not afraid to try shit that's new. I, I, I think we're going to have people on that you wouldn't expect to have on my podcast. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to try new things. We're going to... Go out more and do more shows on location. Yeah. Um, that's what I want to do. And I'll probably do more of it after the season's over because when hockey season and basketball season's on, I am super busy. Like, I barely see my kids. I barely do a lot, but it's because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And I've given up my dream career for reasons I will not say on your show. Yes. But they have something to do with my personal life. Yeah, yeah. But I'm back doing what I love. And so... I'll have more time after I do my dream career here that I'm doing with the Clippers and Kings. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be out and about more. I want more musicians on. Ooh. I have this thing called the Independent Music Spotlight where I have people send their music in and you know you get a little interview, 10 minutes, and, and you talk about your, your song, your crew, your producers, your engineers, and give them love. And, and that's what I, I want more of that. Um, I, I'm not guest heavy. I don't depend on guests a lot. I don't need guests. I like to have guests, but people are tuning in to listen to Mega Man, not Mega Man and so-and-so or Big Brother Jake and so-and-so. Like, you know, I have certain friends of my boy P-Dub. He comes on, mm -hmm. you know, my, my girls from the Honest Frequency podcast, which you can find on all digital platforms from what? a guy, Nick Hamilton. Mm -hmm. You know, I like having people like that on. Gotcha. But like celebrities, if they're going to serve a purpose... I love to have them on. But if I don't want to have a guest on for the sake of having a guest. I think it's a waste of time for the guest and the host. Because people are tuning in to listen to me or you. Mm -hmm. They're not tuning in necessarily for that guest. Unless they know how you're going to come at that guest. They're like, yeah, I want to, I want to check that out. I always take, when I do a podcast, when we're almost at that time. Mm -hmm. but when I do a podcast, either it's my podcast, Make Him After Dark, or doing a guest appearance. I like to give my all. Absolutely. Because the thing is... Um, I got to be humble yes. because like you were talking earlier, people get big headed and mm -hmm. they, they had nothing. Now when they get big headed, like, oh, fuck you. I don't need you no more. Yep. I always want to stay humble because you never know because at the time I had everything. I mm -hmm. lost everything. Right. And I got everything back mm -hmm. and I don't want to lose that again. Yeah. So I always want to be humble. It's like mm -hmm. I want to make the, the best episode I ever done. On Hell your yeah. I, I walk into this studio here in the Big Brother Bungalow <laughs> and I crack that mic and I'm like, this may be the episode <laughs> that puts me over. This may be the episode yeah. where, like, it hits nationwide and goes viral. Yeah. And you got to have that attitude with every production, every broadcast. You know, if you're sleeping on a fucking floor, it's going to be the best fucking night of being a janitor. You got to have that mindset with every fucking thing you do. Because if you don't, you'll never be successful. You got to treat every time you start as if it's either the last time or the time that's going to 
catapult you. Yeah. And if you don't have that and just going in, eh, it's just another fucking episode. Eh, it's just another day of work. You're never going to fucking accomplish anything, bro. And that's why team hashtag no sleep. That's right, baby. Uh, two hours of sleep. <laughs> two, he, he, uh, I don't gotta know. Gotta get at least five, brother. Come I, on, man. I gotta get some five. You gotta get at least five. I gotta do a five. Well, Big Brother Jank, I want to say thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. I really appreciate it. Any shout outs or where can everyone follow you at? Yeah, okay. You can follow me at Big Brother Jake on Instagram. Uh, my show page at the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Um, on Twitter, it's still at Big Brother Jake at the BBJ Podcast. Um, I want to shout out the On This Frequency Podcast <laughs> over at Rose City Sound, my man Nick Hamilton, my Nightcast Media, my man DJ Severe with the Dodgers, you know, Podcast One, shout out to them, Clippers and Kings, and shout out to my listeners, and shout out to you, Mega Man. I know. Shout out to you, brother, for having me on, man. This is an honor, because I've been, I've been a fan of yours, brother. Now, I've been a fan, <laughs> and, 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 and you broke a sweat. There's no air conditioner, hey, I'm, No I'm, air conditioner, I'm, man. I'm sorry. I'm Mexican. I'm Mexican. <laughs> hey, well, I, you, you think I'm, I'm black, bro? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. One last thing. Was it hot in Rodeo Radio at Tony's place? Bro, Tony, yo. That shit is hot in their studio. Yeah, it was hot, man, because we can't have the, the, the AC and the fan on when we're recording. I know. But it's hot as fuck in that place. It was hot. <laughs> I had to play cool and kept my hand out because if I took it out, I'd been sweating. I did the episode where it is, and Tony was like, man, Mega Man, you're fucking hot. Bro, it's fucking it's hot. It's fucking hot. Yeah. I'm like having flashbacks with no AC in my house right now. I was like, Mega Man, you're nervous. I was like, get something to hide. Like, no, man. And I was like, thinking, like, I should have wore a hat. Fuck this job. Yeah, see, that's why I came in with a hat, bro. Like, <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. Absolutely, bro. It's been a blast. Man. Oh, hell yeah. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts to make the Mega Man's podcast and the Big Brother Jake's podcast. Ooh-oh! Reach up that ladder. That's right. Support. Support. Leave comments, stars, whatever, anything you can do. Uh, shout outs to my lady Cynthia. If not, she'll fucking kick my hey, ass. Hey, Cynthia, what up? What up, what up? Gavin, Alex, uh, Miliano, my daughter Luna, daddy loves you. And to all the hardcore listeners, uh, Big Brother Jake's listeners, Aaron Bender, Tony Yeh, uh, freaking Pomona, LA. <laughs> Fuck, we're going to take over. That's right, baby. All right, everyone, you guys have an enjoyable day. Mega Man's out. And Big Brother Jake's out too. Deuces. Late, 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 late. <laughs>